Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect radio show and podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects, influencers, and sustainability leaders. The show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation joy and inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, Tom Dioro. Thank you, Charlotte. For our guest today, please welcome Dr. Fernando Fishman, scientist, innovator, real estate entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Crystal Lagoons. Crystal Clear lagoons are limitless in size, and they're taking the lifestyle of the beach to some of the most diverse regions of the world thanks to the development of proprietary water treatment technologies with a total of 2,000 patents. Dr. Fishman has been honored numerous times by prestigious international awards such as Entrepreneur of the Year, awesome, Innovator of the Year, and Businessman of the Year. In uh, 2016, he received the Stevie Award known as the Oscars of the Business Green Apple Award in 2016 and 17 for Real Innovators Award by the London Business School. For more information, feel free to visit www.crystal-lagoons.com. That's www.crystal-lagoons.com. Hello, Fernando. Thank you very much for being on our show. We're honored and excited to have you. Well, hello, Tom. Thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. Oh, as I said before uh, we started, I've been uh, hoping to get you on the show for almost a half a year, and and I, and I keep bragging. So I'm really proud of what you're, you you continue to do. Can you share with us, you know, when you know what was kind of the inspiration for you to begin Crystal Lagoons? You know, if if you can you recall. Well, um, I am a scientist, a biochemist, and after I got. Uh, out of university, I was uh, for some years in research, but as you may know, uh, as a scientist in Chile, you can die of hunger. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so also uh, I liked business, and I decided to to get into business into real estate hmm? uh, with uh, with a lot of luck because I bought some land on areas which were very undeveloped, and today are kind of prime land in Chile. Excellent. And, uh, and at some moment, I bought a piece of land on the central coast of Chile. The problem there is that the sea is very dangerous. They are undertow currents, and uh, also very cold. Huh? So I was thinking what to do mm-hmm. to, to, make a, to develop a, a second home community 
And also when I love the sea, I've been a sailor all my life. And, oh, nice. and when I traveled, when I traveled to the Caribbean, I always saw this turquoise calm water with, uh, with white sand and palms. And, <laughs> yeah. and I had the dream of transporting part of this uh, paradise, this tropical paradise, to the cold coast of Chile. Oh. It was a kind of dream. And I said, if I do this, I'm going to solve my problem because then people can use the lagoon for bathing. If I build a, a turquoise lagoon with a white sand and palm. And of course, they can, they can look at the very beautiful sea, which is yeah. nice to, to look, but not to bathe and <laughs> use. So, so I came out with this crazy idea of bringing a piece of the Caribbean Sea to Chile. And honestly, I never thought it was going to be so difficult because my first idea was, uh, well, okay, it's uh, the sand, you can, you can manufacture sand, you know, okay, you yeah. can transplant the palms. But the big, uh, the big uh, challenge was to have a 22-acre crystal clear lagoon, and this didn't exist anywhere in the world. So I hired a company to develop this technology for me, mm-hmm. and, and we started building this project, and, and uh, already one-third of the lagoon was built, and some buildings uh, were already starting to be sold, and, yeah. and in the day 15, the lagoon turned green. And the advisors uh, didn't answer the phone anymore. Oh, no. They <laughs> didn't answer the phones. Oh, no. Oh. So it was it was really un- terrible for me because it was unexpected, you know. I never thought that, that this was going to happen. They always sold me the technology. It was a technology that was going to work. So, well, I say I need to find a solution somewhere else. And... And the first place I, I came was to California, by the way. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. And, and to talk to some people, and then I went to Hawaii, to Orlando, to Germany. And everybody told me it was impossible to have a laguna that size in of 22 acres with uh, with uh, 10 feet of depth in crystal clear condition, equivalent to 6,000 swimming pools. Hey, really? They said it was impossible? Yes. It was impossible. That was a waste of time. And... <sighs> And it was equivalent to 6,000 swimming pools, so basically you require a kind of nuclear plant for the filtration <laughs> of the whole water. Yeah, yeah. And, and you re- require a kind of chlorine factory for the, yeah. for the if you wanted to use swimming pools. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so it was gosh. really, and I, well, and, and it was already, my, my money was there. Uh, banks didn't want it to finance anymore. So it was really trapped in a very <sighs> difficult situation, one of the most difficult moments of my life. Oh. And I said, well, the only one that has the pressure to solve this is myself. I am a biochemist, and, and I conducted research for several years in a very lonely way because everybody thought I was crazy <laughs> and told me, why are you wasting your time to do something that nobody ever has done? If that were possible, the world would be full of those like ones. So I really thought I was a crazy guy, so I decided not to talk to anyone. Huh? Because <laughs> okay. In the parking beautiful. area of a building, I was conducting research myself on the evenings after work for years until finally I developed a technology which I applied in this lagoon, the lagoon turned crystal clear from one day to the other. 
And I realized that, of course, this was something that solved my problem, but also had an international projection. Uh, The the apartments, uh, in those days, we were building like small buildings of 60 units and came to be uh, buildings of 180 units. And and a project that was thought on 400 units in total tend to have 1,400 just because I didn't have more space. <laughs> oh, my. And, and the prices doubled. You know, the prices we oh. had before and after. Oh. Yeah. So, so this, well, this was a huge success, probably the most successful project of, of its kind on the southern part of South America. And all because of this uh, turquoise lagoon. With, uh, with, uh, and at the end, this was more just uh, than a big pool. You, yeah. know, you can practice water sports. It changes the, the landscape. It changes the sensation. When you are there, you you feel you feel that you are in a piece of the Caribbean Sea. So oh. something different, something new in the world. Huh? Oh yeah, I love it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond <laughs> excited for now. I, I really am. I'm like here, just my 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 face is going to uh, be permanently with a smile because we're we're also looking at the website. You know, if our listeners are uh, interested, to uh, you're welcome to go to www.crystal-lagoons.com. That's www.crystal-lagoons.com. I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Fernando, because I'm so excited. Please carry on. I love this. <laughs> well, and then I said. I have an idea that that have, can have an impact in the world, can in some way change a little bit the world. So my what I started doing is more projects by myself. I bought more land and, and, and did lagoons and sold more apartments. And But I think this is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. This is an idea that I need to find another business model to expand this worldwide. This was about nine years ago. Okay. So then I formed the company Crystal Lagoons with the idea of... Uh, not only doing projects for myself, but with a licensing model. And that's what we have been doing. Uh, and we are today in, in about 60 countries. <gasps> we came into the U.S. about three, four years ago. And we opened the first project in the U.S. Uh, about six months ago, a little more, Everson. We already have four projects open. One we're opening now in, uh, in Miami next week. Oh. And there are many... Many are in construction. Uh, three weeks ago, we signed our first project in California. Oh, really? In, in California? Springs. Palm Springs? Yeah, but it would be a lagoon, a lagoon of, I don't remember exactly, but I think about 70 or 80, 80 hectares uh, would be the second of the world after Dubai. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And we are now in negotiation, one in, in LA. So, oh. so also. Uh, well, we we just signed last week the first project in North Carolina. We expect to sign last week the first one in Utah, in Pittsburgh with it too. Oh, it's and, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, well, everywhere. Oh. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, it, the lagoon will be there, um, a skating ring in in in, in winter. Oh my goodness! A skating oh, ring, fabulous! <laughs> this is this is so, so beautiful. This is just unbelievable. Oh, Fernando, it's, you know a lot of architect architectures. If you can't improve the land as it exists, then don't do it. You're like a hundred times improving the existing landscape, King Arthur. Oh, this is well, beautiful. Yeah. I keep interrupting, but it could be, it's, it's out of joy, so please forgive me. But Kieran, so you're in Pittsburgh in the United States. What is the largest, the largest in the world? Is it well, so today far? the largest is in Dubai. Okay. It's a project with a ruler. Um, it's a lagoon in acres, about 120 acres. 
The first uh, half is already built. Oh. Uh, I, I think the most massive project of Dubai, very successful. They have uh, everything. They have in front of the lagoon malls and condos and houses, and it's the most expensive square feet of Dubai today in front of the, of the lagoon. That's wow. the, the biggest. But the second one will be in the U.S. probably, in Palm Springs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. So d- does the land, I mean, share with us a bit about how, how it works, not just obviously the lagoon, but the actual the development of it, that it actually, uh, you, uh, hotels, townhomes, uh, residences. How, how, is it, how has it uh, worked in your experience? Well, the front of the... The frontage of the lagoon is so premium that usually people prefer to do condos, which have more density. Uh, uh, but we have many projects in which even the, with houses, with, uh, not, not condos, most of the projects in the U.S. are houses, not condos. Oh, interesting. Um, and, of course, the houses don't have frontage of the, in front of the lagoon. It's too expensive. Some of them could, but... But the rest, uh, they go to the lagoon, even if they are some distance from the lagoon, they go to the lagoon as if they were to uh, go to the beach. Yes, yes. beach. Uh, they go walking, biking, car, but to their own beach. And the restaurants, and and you have service, and you have bars. and It's, it's a village, in essence. Of- it sounds like it's a, yes. a, a, re- a real collaboration of people all the time, and they must just absolutely love it. Well, you know, the U.S. market, we... With a company, we we built the first one, which is called Epperson in Tampa. They are doing so well that now we have signed nine projects with them. Nine. Nine. Yeah. (laughs) And with the company, we are working in Texas, in in Houston. They've been so successful that they are now working in four. So, because really, and and this is not just selling the idea, but I, this is so powerful to create value, yes, uh, to change the lifestyle of people. That having a, a piece of the Caribbean Sea near your house or in front <laughs> of your house, it's an uh, it's something which is uh, people love. Huh? Yeah. As an example, we have information that the project in uh, Balmoral, that's the name project in Houston, mm-hmm. is today number one in increasing sales in the United States. After they an- announced the lagoon, it increased in more than 350%. Oh my. And all the, project, all the projects that are already open in the U.S. are in the 50 most uh, highest-selling communities. And today, before this call, I received a project we're opening in Miami. It's already number one in Miami. Number one. That's, yeah, it's this project with Jeff Sofer and Richard Lefrac, very known developers. How do you sleep at night? <laughs> So no, I, sleep, I, I, I am. I am trying to, and I will tell you now what we are thinking now as a the two point zero of Crystal Lagoon. Even you know something funny. Before telling you that, I was, you know, I know four years ago, some in Stanford University. I went oh. with a group of entrepreneurs. I was invited with a delegation, and then and I remember there were a group of teachers that told me if I could convert. A lagoon called Lagunita, I think that's the yes, name. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Into into a lagoon. into a lagoon with beaches, so I could make Stanford Beach. Yes, <laughs> and they love the idea. But the problem is the Lagunita has protected species; it's not so easy. But oh, but okay. I remember that. <laughs> was, oh, that's great! Was, but you can still. Then there could be another lake here. At we'll Stanford. have to work on that. 
Yeah. Well, we don't need a lake. Any land, piece of land you yeah, can any convert piece of land. to. Land. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, how does it, how, how about the, um, the technology, you know, as a biochemist, how has it been so, um, you've actually got patents on the process of, of uh, purifying the world with the water at, and still saving energy? How does, uh, how did you become, how did you do that? Well, when I, when I had my, my lagoon green, okay. Oh, yeah. I tried every kind of uh, technology for lakes, you know, aeration, and there's so many. Huh? But at the end, the results that you have a lake, uh, yeah. better or worse, but it's never tropical sea. <laughs> it's the kind of lagoons you can find on golf courses, on parks, uh, those kinds of lagoons people don't use for bathing. It was, that was not my dream, yeah. of bringing <laughs> a piece of, of the tropical paradise. Yeah. So, so I said, well, if that's the case, I was for the year trying all this system. I need to reinvent something new, like kind of reinventing uh, swimming pool technology. And basically, swimming pool technology is uh, having a permanent level of disinfectant, like chlorine, as an example, and, and then have a permanent filtration of the water. Yeah? And of course, that requires a very high level of chemicals and also energy, because you need to be an equipment to be uh, filtrating all the time. So that's not possible with a laguna equivalent to 6,000 swimming pools. So what can I do to avoid that? And I did many things, but basically two, instead of uh, applying high level of chemicals, I started to study, if you apply a, a pulse, just uh, a tiny am uh, an amount, and then you don't apply for many hours, for days, even for a long period of time, there are some cycles of growth of the microorganisms. So if you kill them once, you don't need to kill them all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can keep, you, you can keep your bullets. Huh? <laughs> at the end, and, and at the end, you use 100 times less chemicals than drinking water or pool, and you have the same quality. But the most challenging was the, the filtration, to okay. filtrate a, 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 a water body of that size is impossible. So... Uh, instead of doing that, we agglomerate the particles with ultrasound. Ultrasound, and, and some, uh, yeah, okay. yes. and and so we can kind of, we make kind of big balls, the like kind of big balls that you can easily take out of the system without the need of using energy. So <sighs> we nearly use no chemicals, we nearly use no energy, and we have this clean water at a it's very the maintenance of this lagoon is very is very low, and it's very eco friendly. You really have high quality water without uh, chemical energy. So it's something that's, uh, it's nice. I mean, that's why I like it so much. Yeah. How about that? That even, um, that's amazing. If you come back from when you were said that um, they thought, a lot of people thought you may be crazy when you first came up with this to even now, and you've just evolved the technology. How far has it even surpassed your, your imagination, Fernando? <laughs> well, you know, I, when, when I was alone in a parking, conducting research by myself in, in, in a cold parking, of course you have dreams, you know. It's, and I always thought, well, my dream is I solve this, I'm going to solve the problem of my project, but also I can change the world a little bit. And oh, yeah. So, so I st that's always was on my mind that I need to go global, that I need to to do this in every corner of the world with no limitation. And that's what we're doing. We we have projects today, let's say in Cancun, in places where why are you going to build a, a Laguna? We have several projects there now in construction, one a couple of them built. 
Yeah. Because this is, has a lot of advantages, even compared with the tropical sea, because sure. it's more controlled, it's private, you have service, it's more safe. But my dreams are starting, in fact, because now we are working on another idea related to this one, which I think is going to have a much higher social impact than, than the real estate projects. Yeah, sure. Is the PAL? Is it the PAL? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because... You know, at some moment, said, okay, of course, you build these communities with, with lagoons. People are very happy, and, and you will see many of them in the United States, and will be something very common in the near future that people, oh. instead of being in front of a golf course, will be in front of a lagoon. Huh? Yes. Uh, will be something very, very common, uh, as it is in Chile today. We have many projects there because we started there. <laughs> but then I said, we need to create a much more, more bigger impact. Not not only for the owner of of a house that can go to this private beach, sure. which usually usually these beaches are very quiet because you know owners don't want don't want they want peace, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but they want something. Yeah, but they want something different. And we came out with the idea of what what about if we build a lagoon in in an urban area, urban area in the center of a city, in an urban area in and, the center of a city. Yeah. Oh. Yes. So and, and and we have uh, beaches, we have restaurants, we have uh, convention centers, we can practice water sports, and we have a big amphitheater to make uh, shows and bring the music here, illuminated in the night, and and make and, and bring the idea of having the beach life at walking distance, <laughs> uh, oh, all over the world, that, and. And that's what we are working now, that I think this is going to have a, a huge impact, and the start has been really promising. You know what happened, if you imagine, I don't know, 50 years ago, if you wanted to jog, you probably you went to a street, to a park. Yeah. Now people go to, to a gym. It's, you know, it's uh, oh, you're right. easy. You have gyms everywhere. Yeah. But I think in the future will be the same. Right? Today, you want to go to the beach, you need to take your car to go somewhere, or you need to take a plane. People will will go in bicycle to the beach. The that beach will be awesome. something different. The concept will be different to the concept we have today. Huh? That's my dream. Huh? Your dream, and it's and, becoming real. It's actually in place. <laughs> so your dreams... Yeah, well, oh, my gosh. I, I should be stopped so, with all my excitement, but I can't help it. It's amazing. It's so really that, amazing. That's, that's what we are doing now. Of course, we are going to continue with the real estate project, but I think... The future of the company and the future of the idea of the social impact is with the, with the PALS. We are opening next uh, month one in Phuket in uh, Thailand, which uh, will be the first one in Asia. We are working in, in Miami in Jungle Island, which is a zoo. Okay. So beside the zoo, we, we are building one of these lagoons with tickets. So the idea is you go to the zoo, but you don't just see the animals, you stay all the day on the beach, you know, and you practice was in the step. And and we're working with big chains of malls in the United States that some of them have uh, problems with sales. So the idea is using neighbor land or parking or even demolishing some of the big boxes yes. that we are doing now. And having these lagoons that will, of course, bring more people to the mall, but will change also the lifestyle of them all. And people, oh, I also. No, my, my my idea is that this should be the the most beautiful place of of, of the city. You say, if I, I want to have dinner, well, I want I want to have dinner 
in front of a beautiful lagoon illuminated in the night. Huh? If, if I want to, if I want to have a wedding, I can do it oh, in, you're in, in front of in front of the lagoon. And music, which I think is going to be very important, oh. uh, music in front of uh, with, with a stage in front of the water illuminated, uh, even on the sand, in a more relaxed than being in a stadium. It's it's uh, like bringing my idea is to have these lagoons as the central place of the beauty, bringing the beauty to every corner and making all this beauty surrounded by by lifestyle. So that, that's what we're working now. Tom, I must interject. Sure. Thank God for Chileans. <laughs> <laughs> to be able True. to, yeah. you know, just bring us just the solution out of nowhere because everything he's describing has has a huge impact for, you know, all these failing malls and Sears Roebuck Company, you know, big boxes. And so, wow, we're like so excited. I'm going to read you two. We, here we are at KZSU Stanford 90.1 and one FM, and we're going to read a couple of public service announcements. So I'm going to give you a couple of ideas where maybe some of your uh, some of your lagoons could uh, take place for years. Okay. Darfur okay. has been embroiled in a conflict in Sudan that has killed hundreds of thousands and displaced millions more. Currently, more than two million women and children are completely reliant on international aid for survival. You can get involved in a variety of ways, from writing to your elected representatives to donating money or starting action groups in your area. So to find out more, please visit savedarfur.org. That's D-A-R-F-U-R. I also want to tell you about the Owasso Hope Foundation. The Owasso Academy is a private, independent canine school that provides quality education to the children of Owasso, a rural village in southwestern Ghana. Most of the former British colony speaks English, but kids in Owasso are disadvantaged, living in homes with little running water or electricity, where most parents make one or two dollars a day. Sponsoring a child through the Los Altos-based Owasso, A-W-A-S-O, Hope Foundation, costs $40 a month for teachers, a uniform, text, and workbooks, two meals a day, access to a computer lab and library, and more. If you're able to donate, please go to the owassohope.org. Website. We're t- thank you, Charlotte. We're talking today with Dr. Fernando Feshman, scientist, innovator, real estate entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Crystal Lagoons. For more information, you can visit www.crystal-lagoons.com. That's www.crystal-lagoons.com. Fernando, you were talking about malls and, you know, big change that you're working that are having, you know, some challenges economically and how, um, well, I'm going to step back a bit and, and, and just go on human nature is, is uh, in the workplace, people like to, what they say, g- gather around the water cooler. So water, I think traditionally, since man has been man, has always been a gathering place for people and it's invariably happy, <laughs> There's not a lot of strife or issues around beaches. If you, even if you look throughout history, I don't know if you've ever thought of that, or maybe I'm out of uh, out of reach thinking that. But in, in throughout the history that I've studied, anytime that there's a body of water or land of water, people generally are uh, uh, like to be with each other. Is that a reach, or is there some truth to that in your experience? Well, yes, and you know, I, I remember once I read a study of uh, how this is just kind of complicated, but how in many dense places, when you have water, the the violence goes down. Oh, <laughs> there is something geez. magic on water. Yes, yes. <laughs> so violence goes down when you have that body of water there. As <laughs> it's amazing. No, it, it must be. It must be something innate in all of us. Mm-hmm. 
when you think of paradise, when somebody thinks of paradise, because of course there are different kinds of water. Hmm? Sure. But when you think of paradise, probably paradise is something like a you know white sand beach with a palm and, and turquoise water. So it's it's in the subconscious of people. Huh? Yes. And and to bring that everywhere, where I think it's going to it's going to be cool. It's going to create an empire. I can't imagine. It's like a cure for any sort of depression. Or, I mean, someone going to write at me, write and civil say, disobedience. Yeah, it's it's just such a it's remarkable. And uh, as I said, most of the shows I love the, the guests I have on my show, but you in particular, Fernando, I was so excited. I am still so excited to have you on. What? How? Again? How the um. The filtration system, just for some of our, our engineers uh, out there, how, how how does it work? If you're at liberty to share, if not, that's fine. But you know, how, how are you able to do that so effectively in such a large body of water? Basically, what what the the, the standard filtration system use sand or something to trap all the particles. Huh? That's one way to do it. Uh, another way to do it is to to, to create or agglomerate these particles, like you make bigger balls, so you don't need this typical filtration system, and it's much more easy to take them out. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a it's a new concept of uh, of changing the standard known filtration system. Okay, in each city, it sounds like you're almost overwhelmed with the amount of people uh, who want the lagoons around the world. Is it almost on a weekly basis that someone contacts you interested in, in uh, finding out more, how they could potentially have a crystal lagoon? Everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. This doesn't have any, any limits. Uh, we, oh, we, we are signing projects everywhere. And now started also starting also to, to do things in cold climates, <clears throat> like the case of Pittsburgh. Yeah. How and, did, oh my. Yeah. That's right. It's a, it's a skate rink as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And in, in the case of the pals, we're going to have domes. Domes? That, uh, oh my goodness. Yes, <laughs> you can you can put the domes are not too expensive and you can use partial domes only for the beach area for concerts for uh, for covering the theater part of the lagoon or 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 domes that cover the whole lagoon. Hmm? But uh so we want to bring this everywhere. Uh, oh in the case of Chile, in fact, Chile has cold weather. You know, these yes. lagoons are used only two, three months per year, and the rest, uh, they are just for, you know, to, to look, the yeah. part of the, of the landscape. So you don't need really to have tropical climate to, or tropical weather to, to, for the lagoons. This can fit very well, and even the people can use them in summer. The rest of the year, it's very nice to have uh, this turquoise water to see. Hmm? So when you go, touch back, how about the the, um, the processes of, of building and construction since they vary per country, per city, per state? Are you getting a, a, a database of how, you know, each each country, each city, each state works so that, you know, you can uh, expedite the uh, completion of the Crystal Lagoons? Well, yeah, United States is not easy because, as you know, every state has different sure. regulations. So. We've been going state by state opening with all the regulation because this is something new. Huh? This is not a swimming pool. This is not a lake. Uh, what is it? Huh? <laughs> so you need, <laughs> so you need to talk to the authorities and, and, and explain them and demonstrate that this is very safe, that it's very ecological, et cetera. So it's a, in the case of the United States, uh, it's something we do state by state, but with very good results. Yeah. We are opening all the time new states. And we've been learning in every country. We, every country has different problems. The United States, we, 
the first lagoon we brought probably were, were not adequate because uh, kind of the building required a lot of uh, a lot of labor, yeah. uh, and so we changed all the system. Now we have modular systems in which like plug and plug and play. In Are you kidding? So, modular? Oh my goodness! Yes, all all modular, all, all in containers, in skids. So all all things you just is plug and play. Yeah? So we've been learning, and some markets in which, of course, the labor is much cheaper. They prefer to have more kind of uh, different, uh, more uh, with building with with uh, with cement. It, it depends. So, mm-hmm. but in the states, we are we are now working in lagoons which can be built very fast and with very little labor and not ex- very inexpensive compared with the with the first one. So, in every country, we have uh, and different problems. You know, we have in Middle East, we are very strong and. There you have a lot of problems with the sandstorms, which uh, which are an issue. So we need oh, to create right. systems for for cleaning. And then in in the opposite, then we have in tropical areas, even in, in Florida, that people think that we need we need water, and many times it's the opposite. Uh, you know, these <laughs> these uh, lagoons are like <laughs> reservoirs. Huh? So you <laughs> really? Start, wow. You, you start capturing water, so you need to to think what you're going to do with that. So it, it's. Every every part of the world has uh, its own problems, yeah. but yeah, it has been fun to solve different uh, things. Yes. Yeah. Now, where is the, if you're at liberty to share, where do you manufacture the, like the mod- modular pieces? Well, we we manufacture in here in the United States for okay, the US. local market uh, in the U.S. and in in Chile we manufacture for for the rest of the world, but in the U.S. we we make them here. Yes. Oh, okay. Now. How else do you build the uh, that sort of relationship? It just sounds like you're reaching. You is it part? They come to you. You come to them. Both. You know how they, they people are, are learn about Crystal Lagoons and how. Well, well we we have uh, offices today. Four offices in the world, okay. and uh, we have uh, people that contact real estate developers. But now we are a little bit changing the business model because in the case of the PALS. Uh, we see that the market is so big that we don't really, it's very difficult for us to cover directly because we, in the case of the, I didn't tell you about this, but in the case of the real estate, mm-hmm. the first projects were mine. I mean, they were yours. But okay. then, yes. But now most of the projects, we license the technology. So we obtain a percentage of uh, sales. So okay. every time a condo or a house or a lot is sold, we receive a percentage, okay. which is a kind of win-win because they do so well. They increase their prices and the velocity. So it's a win-win for both sides. It has worked very well. Yeah. In the case of the pals, we do the same with the with the tickets. People go to the beach and oh, yeah. they pay a ticket. Okay. We receive a percentage, or we do it ourselves in some in some place. But the market is, we 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 think is so big. So we are now starting to work with a kind of more franchise style that giving regions to people that will develop this in different. Areas, of, as an example of the United States. So we are talking now to to important players that they can take a region of the U.S. and start building this uh, public access lagoon. So it's something new. We never did that before, but because of the size of the market, it's the best way to penetrate. Yeah, Fernando. Uh, Fernando, who who actually owns the lagoon in any of these models you just went through? Well, in, in the case of the real estate, is the owner. Of, of the real estate project, uh, unless it's our project, we are very few. So most of the time, the developer, they own the lagoon. And in the case of the PAL, the same, 
the company that's going to develop the public access lagoon, they will be the owners. We only license the technology and, and, and obtain some revenue from the from the ticketing or, or from, from concerts, etc. And do the insurance companies have, do they see any big liability? Do you have some issues with liability at, from time to time, different places? Like if there's well, an earthquake, I mean, what happens to all the water? Well, the, of course, water has, uh, you need to take the precautions with water because, the, but, but if you compare our water to other recreational waters, of course, you compare to the sea, we have no waves, uh, etc. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have lifeguards, etc. And if you compare the swimming pools, our, all our lagoons have uh, zero entry. So, so it's the safest way for people to to bathe. When because people even they don't they don't know how to swim or they, they have yeah. any problem, they can return walking. Yeah? Um, oh, so you said that zero. What, what did you call that zero entry or what did you say? Yeah, zero entry with with a slope. Huh? Oh, okay. okay. Like, like a beach. Huh? Yeah, like, yeah, a, like beach. a beach. Okay. So that's the safest way to bathe because always you have the possibility of returning uh, if you have a problem or, or you don't know how to swim. So generally in, in this uh, slope uh, entrances, uh, if you're thinking of accidents, are much less than in a pool that has a vertical. Yes, water. I understand. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, but so up to now, we, we have a very good safe record. So, yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, ask what you, you, you said before we got on the show. Is like the lagoons are gorgeous, and there could be around for, for for yeah. So what's the life? What's the the lifetime? The lifespan that you build for the lagoon itself, and you know, does that match the architecture that's paired with it? Because I think uh, it's important that that, that the uh, continuity of the lagoon is important. The lagoons are very simple. People think that this is kind of rocket science, and it's not. It's something very simple. No rocket science, yeah. You once in a while need to replace a pump or things like that, or <laughs> a valve. That, that is very simple. There's nothing. The only thing that could last for, let's say, 20 years is a plastic liner you have in the bottom of the okay. lagoon, hmm? okay. which is manufactured in the United States for all the world, which was part of the problem, too, because... You know, when, when I solved the the problem of the water in, in the, my first project in Chile, the water was so clear that the ultraviolet light started to deteriorate the liner. Yes. So wow. I needed to develop a new liner <laughs> for this new kind of liner. So you had to do that as uh, well on your own? Yeah. Well, oh, yes, my goodness. With, with a, Just with a company of U.S. Okay. And so that probably after 20 years, you may need to change. But this is very inexpensive. Very inexpensive. It's a it's a membrane, a very thin membrane. Do I to drain it? Do I drain it to change it out? Yes. Yeah, okay. We 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 can do it without draining, but of oh. course you can do it on on, on sections. No. Oh, okay. But but we have learned that's better to drain it. But this could be after twenty years. All the rest is something that just changing a pump once in a while and very simple thing. There's no complicated equipment, except wow. the only thing that is more sophisticated that all the lagoons, all the world, are operated from a central plant by internet, by telemetry what? system. Oh my. oh my goodness. All the lagoons of the world. All the lagoons. So, you are, the are you, so you're managing all of the lagoons from your offices yes. in Chile? Well, we, we manage from the cloud, 
Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, okay. The cloud into the water. Oh my goodness. That is remarkable. How long has that so, been going so, on? You, that's that's very important because yes. you people or the real estate, they don't want to have engineers operating the lagoons. So they, the only thing they want to have is, is a crystal clear turquoise lagoon. So that we do by internet. All the parts, wow. all the additives, every circulation, everything is done by internet. So the only thing that the owner or the developer has to do is basic cleaning. Huh? That's it. All the rest is done with a telemetric system. Wow. We develop with, with, a, with a use company too. Huh? Yeah, I, the other uh, industry that operates like that that I know of actually is the offshore drilling industry where everything mm-hmm. is managed, even the, the you know, even the, even the, the big uh, semi-submersible offshore platforms are operated by telemetry back into a main main uh, brain office somewhere in, on planet Earth. Very fascinating. Well, the company that developed all the system for us is the same company that does those drilling facilities. Oh, Wow. Who is that, Schlumberger, or is that uh, Halliburton? Or? Rockwell. Rockwell. Oh, wow, good for Rockwell. <laughs> they also did the NASA shuttle. <laughs> oh, my. Now, what are some of the challenges technically that you experience, Fernando, from, uh, say, a city that's interested, especially if we go back to the uh, the public, the, the PAL lagoon, What are, are there several challenges that they approach you with that are typical for other cities and uh, municipalities and, and uh, developers? Well, I would say when you're using public land, there's always an issue because uh, the community needs to approve or not approve, and probably that. Most of the communities love the idea, but always there are some sensitivities. People don't want that the public spaces get privatized. We yeah. take it. So there is some sensitivity there, but other than that, and in general, in general, it's uh, something that is much easier to do than what you think. Everybody, I love that. People imagine that it's very difficult, but basically, it's very simple. It's not not rocket science, really. It's not. Yeah. Now, how about uh, Charlotte mentioned this, and I, and and uh, I'd be remiss not to say this is. How about the architecture and the design in and around the lagoons themselves? Do you have any say or, or suggestions or recommendations so that it, so that it has somewhat of a timelessness to the lagoon well, or we, with the lagoon? The, the way we we work, we always uh, suggest a conceptual design to the developer. Okay. Ah, oh, very nice. And always we have a we have a big uh, architectural department that takes care of this. And there are some, of course, the, the lagoon itself, we, we, we make all the design and all the engineering ourselves. But but even all the surroundings, we propose them according to our experience, what they should do. And then the architects, all the developers, take contact with our architects and they have these charades and they have their dreams, the developer, we have our knowledge of how to take advantage of the lagoon and we usually are very productive so projects always have a kind of uh, contribution from from our people and also from the from the architectural company that's taking care of the project. And we work with the biggest architectural company of the world yeah? Yeah. because we have so many projects and and yeah, it's it's a very very good combination. Yeah, how have you ever gone incognito or uh, people don't know you and you walk into the lagoon that's been completed and just hear the comments of people? Of course. 
I did, yeah. I did more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Of what, what, what's it like for you to hear them? Well, you know, it's a it's a kind of big pride to be there, and sometimes I I am in a plane. Huh? Okay. I'm in a plane anywhere in the world, in an exotic place of the world, and I start to see my lagoons, which is really <gasps> wow. Two days ago, two days ago. I landed, I was in the Caribbean, I landed in Miami, and I saw by the window the Lagoon of Miami. This is an example. Oh, exciting. And, and this is happening in many places around the world. That that's, uh, creates a, a, lot of, a lot of pride. And now we, we are doing very emblematic lagoons, like uh, in, the, in Lake Nona in Orlando, which is beside the airport. It's going to be everybody, a lot of people go to Orlando, by pen, they will see it. So people will start, this will be change a little bit the, the view from planes too. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's very spectacular. Yeah, yeah we'll start it. seeing it from planes. Yes, thank you very much. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what does it share with us if you if you if you want to? What it's like when you look out the window and you see your lagoons? If or, do you tell people or poke them on the shoulder and say, Hey, hey, hey look, you see? <laughs> <it?"> <laughs> no, Has it gone that. to that extent or, or or no? But I see I see people pointing with the fingers when they are beside. Oh, like, that must be that? beautiful <laughs> to see them pointing at your what was once a vision in your own mind. Yes, yes. That that's probably of all the sensations that I see when I see people kind of getting impressed with this in exotic places. This is really impressive. Sometimes I go, I am in holidays and, and I, because I don't know what we are doing around the world. And and, and suddenly I, I call my people, do I, I land in an island somewhere. Do we have something here? Yes. We're <laughs> do we have something here? I love that. So now, Fernando, how, how many years was it that you were locked away to sort all out the technology? How many years was that? About about six years. Six years. Six years of persistence to all yes. our listening entrepreneurs out there. Passion and persistence. Mm, yes, both. It's. I think the most important, I, you cannot imagine how many times I was about to give up. And then something in your soul says that you need to continue. And I think that's probably the basic the basis of entrepreneurship. Oh, I think you must write that down in a book. <laughs> that six that six years. And yes. We need to de- to build more lagoons before that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but you're at, what how many six no. hundred now? Or over six hundred? Well, yeah, but many of them are, are in, in building stage or design. They are not already yes. built. Yes. Okay. But but uh, yeah in the future we will have much more than that built and, and then we can think of doing that. Yeah. Is there is there in your mind a tipping point, so to speak, of where it will become mainstream just based on your experience to date? Do you have a projection in your mind or uh, has your company thought about, you know what, I think if it's if we're at this point today, 2019, by 2030, it will be as mainstream as, you know, some as other. As a movie theater. Yes. It's just be common. Well, I, I think with, with with the past, I have that that vision. Though it's okay. something very new, I have that vision that it would be so common that nobody, like going to the mall or going to the gym, will be something as part of the life of people. Nobody yeah. probably will ever remember of not having a beach near their home. That's what I think. Okay. They, they will, yeah. Or like the phones. Nobody remembers when we didn't have a phone. This will be as that. Will be so common, so part of the lifestyle, yes. and 
Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. You, you know how many the memories that you're creating generational happy memories. memories for families and people around the world. You you can't. I'm sure at some level you must imagine it, but I'm just thinking of myself as it could be a legacy and that you, you know, your great, your grand, great grandchildren are go to the lagoon that their great great grandfather went to. Well, then I always say, imagine that, that at some moment, my grandkids, whoever will be in an exotic place. I don't know. Budapest. Yeah. yeah. Do you <laughs> and have, they will point. And this was an idea of my grandfather. I think, I think that would be really makes me very happy just to think on that. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, I'm not sure if you were going to Well, I think you have a right to be happy about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I think that uh, maybe we can, I I have faith and I have hope for humanity now that I've been talking to you for so long and and knowing that these can be so prolific (laughs) Humanity, and and that they actually, you know, the water actually can like, you know, calm everybody down and solve civil disobedience and and just the divisiveness of politics. So I have huge hope because of the Crystal Lagoons. I mean, sincerely, this is really remarkable. And I know that that you were told that probably day after day after for those six years you're you're being rewarded for your uh, faith in what you're doing your passion hmm. but honestly my mind is is not on that really I, I don't have time to think on that I just always I'm dreaming you know that's yeah. my style I'm always thinking on the future and trying to invent new things develop new ideas and and that's it that's what uh, really keeps me alive. Yeah, it seems like everything is st- new for you. Is that true? Like yes. I know it, yes. it is. Okay. Yeah, l- yeah. Uh, although you, you know, have accomplished much, you may have just actually been just got started. Yes, that's that's what I feel. Yes. And what are you working on now? If you if you are at liberty to share. Well, we apart from the pulse which is my practical uh, business which we are developing now, we have a couple of other things. We I invented a technology for desalination of water with with no use of energy. We worked uh, with the Fraunhofer Institute of Germany for two years in mathematical modelation and it went very well. And now we are uh, going to build the first pilot plant in the north of Chile with them, with the Fraunhofer Institute. And well, that's something new that could have a huge impact in a different way. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Water, water is the, probably the main problem of the world, not of the developed world, but of uh, the poor world. You know, yeah. some people live uh, all day thinking on what to do to have clean water. So, but this is something on a very early stage, and I have seen so many times in my life ideas that never get uh, uh, to be concreted that uh, still. Still, I cannot dream too much with that because we need to to pass some stages. But at least uh, I am board member of the Frankhofer Institute of Germany, which is the main research institute of Europe, and and we are working very tightly with them on this technology that they invented. They they truly believe in it, so we'll see. But I, I cannot promise. We have many things to problems to overcome, etc. Yeah. Fernando, we're uh, we're coming near the close of our of our show, The Modern Architect. Is there anything that we may not have touched upon or spoke about or that you'd like to share with uh, with your audience that we may not have covered? No, I think it was a, a pretty good uh, coverage. It was a very nice interview and well, I think we we said maybe Let's try to do something with Stanford one. That's I agree. Okay. I was going to say that. I think we need to end <laughs> this on a upbeat that we're going to 
definitely have a Crystal Lagoon on the Stanford campus. Oh, uh, so let's all agree to that. And you know, with you heard it first. You heard it first. And uh, modern architect, uh, we'll we'll uh, <laughs> definitely um, move with that as well, Fernando. Stanford Beach will, will be the coolest. Yes, California. Stanf- sure. Stanford Beach. There we have it. Yes. <laughs> I'm, ga- I'm going to go. Ta- I'm going to go talk to uh, Mr. Lennox, who's the architect of Stanford. There you today. have it. There you have <laughs> I'm going to go talk to him. The chief architect will hear about it today. So, 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 so students will go to class in in with sandals and swimming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they will and bicycles and jogging and everything else and and they'll hold they'll hold uh, sports competitions as well water sport competitions yes, water sports and and windsurf etc well so we just reinvent Stanford one more time <laughs> this, this is amazing we'll normalize Stanford with with crystal lagoons and then and then of course that will spread so how fantastic uh, Fernando it's been an honor and a pleasure having you as our guest today thank you so much it's an absolute uh, uh, delight having you. No, thank you, and has been a pleasure for me, and, and an honor to be interviewed by by you and Stanford University, which is so important. Thank you very much. Uh, we hope you consider being on our show again in the near future. Of course, love to have you. Love to have you. We'll keep in touch. Sure. When the desalinization yes. is ready, there's 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 much to. Uh, this is just beginning. Um, you've been listening to the Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Dr. Fernando Fishman, scientist innovator, real estate entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of Crystal Lagoons. Crystal Clear Lagoons are limitless in size, and they take the lifestyle of the beach to some of the most diverse regions of the world, thanks to the development of proprietary water treatment technologies. With a total of 2,000 patents, Dr. Fishman has been honored numerous times by prestigious international awards. There's so many I can't even name, but a couple that I, I think is great is the the Innovator of the Year, Entrepreneur of the Year, Businessman of the Year, and uh, the Stevie Award, which is known as the Oscar, so the Business Green Apple Award, uh, Real Innovator Award by the London Business School. For more information, feel free to visit www.crystal-lagoons.com. That's www.crystal dash lagoons.com join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect engineer influencer or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities communities and lives the modern architect is recorded at stanford university studios in palo alto california and on location in california and is a production of kzsu radio Today, the recording engineer is Charlotte M. Thornton, chief engineer Mark Lawrence, and we're all assisted by Akshay Hagi. And the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.
Are you an architect, designer, contractor, or engineer? Modeler.com is a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com's engaged network of over 240,000 architects, designers, and construction professionals use Modeler.com's tools to discover, discuss, and specify products appropriate for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for the generous underwriting of production and broadcasting costs for The Modern Architect.